Welcome to the Professor's Podcast, where we discuss the best strategies to massively improve the reach and bottom line of your business in the current virtual and economic landscape. Your host, Howard Tai, generates over $5 billion for his clients annually using innovative tactics both on and off Amazon. Hey everyone, Hurricane Liz here, back for another Professor's Podcast. And with me, as always, my partner in crime, the man, the myth, the legend, Howard Ty. And Howie, today we've got a heck of a surprise for everybody. We've got an, another speaker that, again, you traveled all around the world. And for those that don't know, Howie holds a four-time-a-year mastermind that's held live and in person. And it's one of the most coveted actual masterminds in all of the Amazon ecosystem. And the price tag to attend that event live and in person is typically $12,000. However, because of this pandemic and because of Howie's desire just to spread his Amazon knowledge onto all the people that haven't had the opportunity to join us live, we've decided to do a virtual online event that you can attend in the comfort of your own home in your pajamas. Like right now, you guys can't tell, but I'm actually in my pajamas. And I know that there will be some people out there that will want to attend in their underwear. Hey, that's all right. Just don't stand up. We'll be happy. You're allowed. We'll be excited to have you. And listen in to one of the handpicked speakers that, again, Howie traveled across the globe to find. And this gentleman that Howie's about to introduce is no stranger to Amazon. In fact, he's really no stranger to a lot of things. He has an expanded knowledge base of all sorts of things with products. Earlier, he and I were talking about designer purses, designer shoes, and things of that nature. But Howie, how excited are you to have this gentleman speaking at your first ever online virtual event? And what are you going to be wearing at the event? I'm going to have my PGs on. How about you? I'm not sure what I'm wearing, going to wear, but I usually, I'm kind of chubby a little bit right now. So I usually wear black to cover myself from the, you know, from the, from the angles when people shoot it. So, so hopefully I can look kind of skinnier than normal. I, I learned it from the girls. <laughs> but, uh, no, that's what I do. That's why I always wear black, Howie. I'm not sure if you noticed that. I, I know this. <laughs> so we're, we, I just, we have Norm here. He's from Canada. I met him in one of the masterminds, uh, a high-level mastermind uh, that we went to. And uh, it was interesting because he was one of the, I had, I had cigars with him and we started bonding, talking about life and uh, and and everything. So I, and he's really interested, interesting because he does a lot of ranking with a different style than everyone else. He does it through PR and other blogs and things like that. So we'll let him talk about that a little bit further, but, but he's very an interesting guy. That's why I had him um, come on our, our event today. So that's awesome. Uh, yeah. I'm, ex I'm excited for it. I know he's probably excited to get started. But before we do get started, I just wanted to remind everyone that I will have details on the event. It will be live virtually online. Again, like I said, from the comfort of your own home on June 29th and 30th. And at the end of this actual episode, I will tell you how to find out more information so you can see who's going to speak there. Just the other day ago, Howie and I interviewed a $50 million a year speaker that had some pretty interesting things to say about Amazon that I've never even heard of. And I, I thought I'd been around the block. I'm sure Norm would agree he's been around the block for quite some time because I've heard his name tossed around through several people, just never had the pleasure of actually meeting him. But through the magic of the internet, I'm going to introduce you all for the first time ever to Norman. And I don't, I sound like your mom, right, Norm? Not Norman. Norm. Norm. Ferrar, and I always wanted to add the E at the end. 
Norm Ferrari, this, that's just what I'm going to call you, Norm. I think that's a cool nickname for you. I, I like it for you. Uh, you seem like not really a Ferrari type of guy, but I could be totally wrong about that. And as Howie said, you're in the mythical land of Canada, which is like, it's almost like the USA, I would say. But tell me something, Norm. Um, I'm going to basically pretend that you have just met Howard for the first time and you're obviously impressed by him. I, I call him the man, the myth, the legend, but let's just pretend you and him are an elevator and you've got two minutes to pitch yourself. What is so awesome about you that Howie would want to put you on as a headliner uh, at his first ever online virtual event, the professor's pandemic event? Well, probably if I'm in an elevator with Howie, I'm probably talking about my experience. So I go back, my first e-commerce site was back in 1995. So I had it up, started um, working with a Fortune 500 company, which led me to a bunch of other websites, got me into e-com early on. And then it got me into the contract or manufacturing. I've owned and operated multiple uh, manufacturing facilities in Canada, US, two in Taiwan, one in China, got into specialty packaging, which is really important. And the reason I'm telling you all this stuff is because it all comes together at the end. Sourcing company uh, and logistics, uh, a promotions company, which brought me into vertical integration, which everybody misses the concept on. And at the end of the day, there was Amazon. So what I have and the knowledge that I have is basically putting everything together, vertically integrated, as well as I can knock it out of the park with perceived value. Everybody out there is, you know, they're trying to go for middle or I call it product cannibalization. I take that product and I bring it to the top so you can compete with the best and make the most profit. That's my speech. Wow. So I want to actually, you know, you were talking about all these advertising side uh, and marketing side. Hmm. Tell me what's the most, will you consider yourself the most expert in regarding that section? Oh. Yeah, I, I've dealt with Amazon for years, so I, I understand Amazon. But where I found, what I've found uh, to be most effective and where I'm probably more the expert is finding these little niches that people aren't targeting, like press releases, working with press releases and rebates together. They're killing it. Different levels and different styles of press releases that people don't understand that can get you... Uh, the top of Google, but also like nail your, nail your listing and all white hat. You know, this is the thing about it. You don't have to do anything black hat. It's old school marketing. But the other thing is I like looking at the new, uh, like new announcements that or beta uh, services that Amazon comes out, like Amazon posts. Nobody's taking advantage of this. And like for us, what I look at is launch and rank. That's really my expertise. I have what I call the three pillars of launch and rank. We do this for you know people that you know want to listen, but it's PPC, it's rebate and PR, and then it's Amazon posts. If you do those three things together, you're going to have at, at least if you have a, a nice looking listing that's optimized, you will crush it in in your category. If it's a three thousand dollar a month cap then you're fine. If it's a hundred thousand dollar a month niche, you know, with a uh, good search volume, then you could, you know, you could maximize out at that niche with those three pillars. So I know you were talking about uh, supplements with me recently. So yeah. how, and that's a hard niche, right? So what, how is your three pillars or that three pillars work with supplements? Do they do pretty good? Ah, 
you know what? We didn't talk about this. We just launched a supplement uh, a few weeks back. Very competitive. You'd, you'd know the category. And within the first week, we got it on page one. Some high volume keywords. We got it ranked between one and six. And we started selling. Like We got it to about 50, 50 to 75 units a day. And that was using... PPC and the PPC really hadn't kicked in yet. You know, it was still in that window. We only launched it that week uh, and PR and we didn't even try the Amazon posts with it. But that's just with ranking with rebates and press releases. So, you know what? The press release side of it, like I bought this company, this press release company that also does the rebate management and all that other stuff because of Amazon. It was working so well. And I hear people say, oh, you know, press releases don't work. Well, yeah, if you go to a company that sucks, you know, it doesn't work. But if you go to a reputable company and you do the system properly, I mean, it could rank. So if, if you take those three components and, and use any type of PR and with, with rebates, it'll work. And the other thing too, and I know, you know, this is not something, this is not about press releases, but you need to build authority and trust in your listing. So everybody has a micro brand out there. They want to think it's a big brand. It's not, it's a micro brand. So nobody knows who you are. You go to Amazon and what do they do? They click off, they go to Google. If you can show that you have a quality brand, if you can show that you're, you rank number one on the page for bully sticks, right? Oh, okay, great. Now you see yourself on CNN, CBC, you've got a great website and your social media is consistent with your brand. You're going to sell all day long. If you don't, and you're, you're off the brand, let's say like you go and you, you have some crappy website and nobody can find you because you've never done a press release, they're going to click off and go to somebody else. You know, I mean, that's my opinion. Well, regarding press release, um, I got a lot of like, we have a lot of big, big news, news, what do you call it? Those uh, like, like Wall Street Journal, we got BuzzFeed um, that was at our door of our masterminds trying to get in and to learn what we can do, you know? So it's really interesting. They were like sitting outside the door waiting for us to like, to like let them in and trying to see that if he, they can come in and stuff like that. So it was really interesting. And there was one, uh, some of the, because we signed NDAs and all our masterminds mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And one of the, the, the lady from, um, from BuzzFeed was asking one of our person that just came, that was one of the tenants, tenants that came over, was asking questions and stuff, her questions and stuff. So it was really interesting how they were trying to uh, find out what more of things that we talk about. In our, we're talking press, right? So that's press for you. And I guess I, I really, I really am, am into like this signals. You know, we're talking about signals, not signalytics. That's why we, that's why I have, uh, where we have more than one signal. Like you were saying, PBC signals. You're talking about a PR signals and maybe Amazon Post signals and uh, rebate signals. You know, there's all these kind of types of signals out there that, uh, that uh, you're giving to Amazon to rank your products faster and better than just normal rebate. You know, you have, you're giving them more, po- more, more power. Right. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, in marketing, you know, it's a, it's those seven touches, right? So it could be the, the PPC, the, the rebates, the post, but then you can go off and get the uh, website. You can get the social media. So wherever you can show yourself the, as many, like if you do a blitz, and you're all over the internet or you're in radio ads and these are just different touch points that people are, can see your brand 
And it takes multiple times. So that's why a lot of times people will do something once. They might do a launch and rank strategy. They might go to you know, a, a viral launch or wherever, and they do one launch. And, oh, my, my launch didn't work. Uh, viral launch is awful. They're not. I mean, it was, you have to continue. You have to monitor what you're doing. There's so much competition, like especially in supplements. So you go and you do one launch. You give away 500 units or whatever it is. You might throw a few press releases against it. And then, oh, three weeks later, your, your main keywords, your long tails are starting to tank. You know, your whole silo of keywords are starting to tank. Well, yeah, people are, you know, they're competitive. And if you're not competitive and if you're not throwing maybe a few rebates and maybe another press release on these competitive um, terms, you're going to tank. You got to monitor. Like, I, I think one of the biggest problems that Amazon sellers have is that they think that uh, once they do something once, it's done, one and done. And that could be your listing, your optimize, like your, your images. You know, people throw up an image and they got the slide deck and they, they think it's done. Well, what about adding that video? Oh yeah. I mean, I'll get to it one day. Does it convert, you know, or Take your videos and like, I like calling it the Brady Bunch effect. You, you take your one video, you put it where Alice used to be. And if you don't know the Brady Bunch, it was this uh, mixed family of uh, a lady with three, uh, with three daughters, uh, a man with three sons. So it was this box of people that, and Alice was in the middle. Put your product in the middle. If you send it over to like uh, PicFu or Usability Hub, get them to vote on it. And if your pictures aren't winning, then you're doing something wrong and you better rethink your pictures or your titles or your, your bullets go through that whole cycle. And then those three pillars, once you do that to your listing, now your, your listing, if, if you can't get people to convert on page one, then there's a problem. But a lot of people come back and say, Oh, I did something. You know, I, I spent $7,000 on a listing uh, we got to page one and nobody bought. Well, yeah, look at your listing. You did it with an iPhone. It looks horrible. You obviously haven't even taken one course and listened to anybody about your product listing. You know, it just was terrible. So just because, you know, just because you get on page one doesn't mean people are going to click on your listing. Yeah, that's some great points, Norman. You know, one thing, I look at you and I hear you and I say like, here's a guy that knows a lot about a lot, like 1995, you've been in e-commerce that long. You're actually the first person that I've met that's been in e-commerce longer than I have. I think you got me beat by a little bit. And the, the one thing that I was really happy though to hear from you is that if you were in the elevator with Howard, you guys would not break out with cigars. That wouldn't, that wouldn't be a good idea. But typically... In the live person masterminds, you know, we, we drink, we throw some drinks back. Howie's become great friends with Don Julio. Him and Don Julio are, are like this. I'll, I can tell you that from firsthand experience. I've seen it. And as a result, secrets come out. But I feel with you, Norm, the secrets are almost going to come out just naturally, just talking to you. That's, that's kind of how you earn the name Norm Ferrari, right? But the thing that I wanted to ask you, based off of this like extensive amount of knowledge that you've been able to amass since 1995, tell me what three to five topics that you would be able to talk about during the professor's pandemic that would absolutely get people on the edge of their seats. You know what? I'm going to say this. Your eyes are going to roll back in your head. You'll probably, how are you going to have a heart attack? I think that there's not enough emphasis on branding. And by branding, I mean perception. And I'm gonna give you an example. So if this doesn't get you on your edge of the seat, then nothing will. 
So we've taken a, uh, a simple product. It's a knife and it's a $16 knife and we sold it at $49. Not, not crazy about selling it at $49. So you're making some money and it was selling. Okay. It was in a, bl a plastic blister pack. I went back and I said, we got it. Like the perceived value is not there. We could do a lot better. We increased the quality of the packaging by about a dollar up to three bucks. And we put it back out on the marketplace and we got, we got it up to $79. And I thought, this is really great. We got it up to $99, changed the packaging again. And now I think we're going to get up to around 200 bucks for this knife. So why? Perception. And so a lot of people, when they come onto the marketplace, they don't look at the little things that like you can get. A, I, I use a beard comb as an example. I bought a beard comb at 79 cents. Well, okay, I got a beard comb. It's in a blister pack. Well, how can I, I bring the value of that beard comb up? Well, I can etch it. I could put it into a package. I could like into a vinyl sleeve. I could put it into a leather sleeve. I could put it in a leather sleeve with a slit that'll allow me to put my credit cards in it. I could put it in a nice box that opens up that cost me 45 cents. I did that and I bought three, three combs. One was in a blister pack for 79 cents. The other one was in a vinyl pouch for 11.95. And the other one was 17.95. Just being, just being a guy with a beard, I would have bought that all day long because it's got high perceived value. And the difference in price, the guy with the 79 cent one was selling $3,000. The guy with the 17 was selling $30,000. So it's getting people's mindsets around perceived value and understanding how to do it. The other area that I, I think I, I know I'm an expert in is Amazon posts. People don't understand Amazon posts. They don't understand how they can use it to How's this show up on your competitor's listing for free? I mean, it's, it's a free way to go against, like be actually show up on your competitor's listing, which I'll take that all day long. It's free and it's shoppable. And at the end of the day, we can show that there's a correlation between the engagement in a good quality review and people buying your product, your sales go up. I can talk about the three pillars of, of rank and how to use them effectively or that using them with a properly optimized listing. And finally, like I do have a sourcing logistics company. And again, eyes go back. We do things, a company like completely different than probably 99% of the sourcing and logistics company out there. So one of the things I could talk about is product inspections and their importance or the HTS codes, which like for myself, one of the products I sell, um, you know, soap, you know, simple soap. And I was paying 17% until I looked into the HTS codes. And HTS are just harmonized tax codes that when they come in from China, you know, or from, they could be coming from the U.S. into Canada, we, we were charged 17%. I changed it from this natural soap category to Castile. It went down to zero. I saved 17% and I just, you know, made it back all day long. And we've done this recently for one company. We saved them 35%. So that's something that's interesting. I think a lot of people aren't talking about. Even higher-end sellers, they don't really know. They, they leave it to a Chinese manufacturer who doesn't necessarily understand English to set their HTS codes. And they're, they're paying for it. So those are some topics that I think we could talk about. Yeah, those were all really good topics. For me, the one that excites me the most, and we actually had Shane Oglo on here talking about it, was the Amazon posting because I think that for a lot of intermediate sellers, like we've heard about it, 
And like a lot of sellers like myself, I like to let other people kind of pioneer into it and like innovate and then kind of figure out what they're doing and then do it after they figure it out and they kind of laid out for me. I'm kind of more or less like the lazier Amazon seller norm. So my question to you is without spilling the beans, because I think that Amazon posts is a huge topic and I've never heard anyone talk about it up until you and Shane came on here. What kind of basic tips could you give people? Cause I'll give you an example. After Shane talked about it, I quickly went on the internet, I Googled it and I didn't really find a lot of tactical useful information. In fact, I logged into my brand registry. I couldn't even figure out how in the hell to enable posts or anything like that. So for a complete dummy like me, what basic tip without spilling the beans can you actually give us here on, on this podcast? Well, first of all, you're right. There's no information out there. You really have to dig or develop it on your own. But for, I think it's really important that you understand how to at least get onto it. So the first thing you have to do is just go into Seller Central uh, go to settings and go to user permissions. It's there. You turn it on. You have to turn it on. It's default at, at it's turned off. Just enable it. Then go to post.amazon.com and use your seller um, information. So at that point, what you're trying to do is you're, you're set. You set up a profile. I don't have to get into that. You just you know, kind of throw your logo and your brand name up there. And then it's like almost anything else. You try to create these posts that are very simple. There's a layout, you upload an image. There's three different types of image sizes so you can experiment. But go back and experiment with your polished images, candid images. So let's say that you've got somebody maybe from like Thomason or something like an influencer network that you've got to take pictures with your, with your product. They work really well. Uh, for our knives, for example, we sent them out to chefs and we got you know, like really well-known chefs to pose with them and then we put them up. We had benefits and features. Then we used, the, the beautiful part about it is you can use images that are on your uh, EBC slash your A plus pages or your listing. You don't have to go out and, and spend a ton of money. On top of that, like you do want to have this social proof. So social proof is everything. Everything on Amazon is white background, right? You're going down your listing. It's white background, white background. Well, now you can drive your attention. It's, it's a pattern interruption. You can take a look and, oh, there's somebody doing something with the actual product. So different, like a diverse type of, of images are something that you can look at. And I can get right into it, like where to go, what to do, how to do it. And you can also, let's say you're running a contest or you're getting people to tag you using your product on Instagram. You can use something like Repost. That's an app that you can just download and then upload it into posts. So if you're going to do it, you want engagement. And they do have a, a, a very basic report. You can't gauge sales, but I can guarantee you that if you see you know, 200 clicks going over, that you're going to see your sales go up. So one of the other areas that I can tell you about the Amazon post is you have to do it multiple times a day. This is where you get the real, the best effect of it. When you, when you, you will not believe the engagement, if you're in, especially if you're in a competitive niche, like we're getting anywhere from 20,000 to 200,000 impressions in three days. So 200,000 impressions. So that was during the holiday time. But right now we're doing an average with the one product of 20,000 impressions over a three-day period. And the engagement, like, so Amazon's done something really smart. It's multiple clicks. So for us in the e-com business, we would say, oh my God, 
that's horrible. Well, no, it's not. You click on the post, you go to another post, you click on show product, which is going to give you a summary. You click on the show product and then you go to the listing. Well, what's that? What is it doing? It's getting rid of all those people who are tire kickers. And what it is is Amazon wants the person to convert. So if they're going through three clicks or four clicks, guess what? Your conversion rate is going up. So it's going to improve your conversion rate. I'm talking probably 30 plus percent conversion rate. It's incredible. Like you'll instantly see it go up. So if you, if you continue to do this and you can monitor in your reports, what is working and what's not, what's getting you the most engagement and just focus on that. And the cool thing is about it, you can go in and you, you have up to 2,200 characters. Like for us, let's publish like once a week, a recipe. So you can get people to come back and it really is Amazon's way of getting back at Nike. Nike said that they left because uh, they couldn't build a brand. They couldn't build a community around their brand. Three days later, guess what comes up? Amazon posts. And so now that they are building it, there are some negatives. They're still in beta and you, you can't comment. You can't vote. You, you know, there's a few little things that I'm sure you're going to be able to do, but the bonus is it's free and you can, you can't target a competitor specifically but Amazon's algorithm will put you into a related category with the specific, with different competitors and in categories that you never knew that you were relevant in, which is really cool. That was amazing, Norm. I think you went into so much detail there. Like you gave me a great starting point as you probably gave a lot of listeners a fantastic starting point. But right about now, I'm so excited for this event. It's almost like you were waving a stake in front of a rabid dog. So I look forward to hearing you speak more about that. And I truly appreciate you sharing all that information. How about you, Howie? What do you think? Great. Well, the reason why I have him here, Norm here, is because, you know, we're all, what this event is all about is all about this new new technology and also external traffic that he's uh, pro in regarding PR and other things too, especially the posts where you could throw some of these uh, post links, I guess, outside to get more uh, traffic. So Norm, uh, I wanted to ask you, right now we're in, in 2020 on uh, the pandemic. What kind of problems do you see sellers are having? Well, I'm seeing that they're making problems for themselves. They're, they're not going forward. A lot of sellers are afraid of expanding, going overseas. I mean, as long as you are careful with what you're doing and like approaching suppliers and, you know, not just going to any old supplier, I would, I would definitely go to a sourcing agent right now, any good sourcing agent and, you know, make sure that you screen your suppliers over in China. Uh, the other thing I'm seeing is that they're, they're not being they're, they're not controlling their inventory properly. The, the, this, this crisis has brought attention. Like I've always preached that you needed to have a warehouse as well as set, over, uh, set your uh, product over to FBA. And <laughs> if you did, and anybody who ever listened to me to do that, they were half safe without not running out of inventory. But the whole inventory strategy right now, you have to change. So let's... I'll, I'll, I'll try not to confuse people out there, but this is something that people, if you do it now, if people are doing it now, this will save you also for fourth quarter. So you bring in your product and, you, and let's say it's a thousand units, 500 go over to Amazon, 500 go into your warehouse. 
you save some long-term or you save some Amazon storage fees. And then once that, once that the product starts to sell, you move over the 500. But right now it's a perfect time and Chinese economies, you know, it's, it's tough right now. You can negotiate not only terms, you can write incredible terms, but you can also negotiate putting product into their warehouse. So what we've been able to do, for example, is we've negotiated with our, our suppliers and we've negotiated on some cases to put a thousand units of like, let's say knives into storage without paying a penny. We've, and on most cases we've said, okay, you know, we'll, we'll pay 30% deposit. So you're paying 30% as a backup. Okay. But we've negotiated terms on the thousand that went over to, over to our warehouse. So anyways, what we were paying was um, the standard 30, 70. Now we've got either 30, 60, sometimes even 90 day terms on the initial order. So that five or that thousand units that went over to the warehouse and over to Amazon, we have terms on now. We've got the other thousand units sitting in a warehouse in China. And once those 500 move over, those thousand move over automatically to the warehouse. Then a new order gets placed and it's just, you know, it's perpetual. So you never run out. You're never going to run out in fourth quarter. You're never going to run out if this crisis happens. It's going to be like you've got a backup. Plus, you've got better cash flow. So these are things that you've got to ask. So what's happening right now is people are afraid to ask. Now, the other thing is you don't have to... You don't have, like, and we've, we've noticed at, at the beginning, everybody was worried that, you know, the sky was falling and that was, that's wrong. You can go out there and sell. You can, like, people are afraid to raise their price. You know, you can raise your price all day long as long as you've got the perception there to, to do it. Other things that people are, are not doing that they have to do is being able to, like, make sure that you get that product inspection before it leaves, before it leaves China. That's, you know, an important part of doing everything. And you don't have to get, you know, uh, you know, 100% inspection. You can get, you know, 10% or 20%. But that's an insurance policy for like 300 bucks or whatever it is, you know, that I would do. But the, the pandemic right now, a lot of people are also getting into the wrong products. You know, the, the, the categories that I wouldn't be getting into, uh, travel, believe it or not, I, I own travel products. And... I put a hold on it, but I've got my inventory ready to go because once people are uh, ready to get outside, well, guess what? You know, I was telling you just before, you know, Howie, before the um, event uh, or, or the call, there's people out there, they want to get out and start, you know, playing and picnics and this. I'm not giving up on my travel products. If this isn't the end of the world, people are going to travel. So if there's a lot of people, I hear people saying, oh, you know, I'm stuck with all this inventory. Well, just wait, you've got a gold mine on your hand. So those, I mean, those are a few things that it's, it really is mindset. Like there's so many people that are afraid of this, the, the, the COVID that it's affecting their sales. Like they're, you know, you're sitting at home. You've got to be able to get out there and continue doing your business. I mean, this is a perfect time. Think of it. I'm um. I'm a SOP guy. Like if people know like uh, my background, I, I built 400 uh, policies and procedures for my company. I've got a five page policy on how to make a cup of coffee in our office. So, I mean, I, I'm, it's crazy, but do that. You, you, all these um, entrepreneurs that are out there right now, 
you've got time on your hand. Oh, you know, I don't, I don't have anything to do. Build your policies and procedures. You know, what are you doing? What, what, what are you weak at? Check out, maybe outsource those. See what you're doing on a re, on an ongoing repetitive basis. You know, I call them the C tasks. Build an SOP for them. You know, and an SOP is really simple. Just document your task. Go and get a an app like Loom. You can do it for free. Videotape what you're doing, or videotape. That's how old I am. Videotape. Record your screen, and and then you know put it aside. Save it in your hard drive or in your um, uh, Google Drive or whatever, and then send it over to a VA when you're big enough. So there, there's lots of things going on right now. The other the other area too is you know. People have to take a look at their numbers when they're doing this, right? I mean, it's the old, everybody says, you know, look at your numbers. And a lot of people will say that for PPC, but they don't talk about in general business. You know, being able to, like, if you're tight on cash right now and you lost your job and you're trying to finance a new Amazon business, it's really tough. I don't know if I would do it. But some things thing I've done is I've floated it off credit cards, which is the you could do, you know, paying 30%. But little things, finding, finding a, a Forex bank, you know, that's going to save you from Amazon. If you're an, inter, if you're, if you're an international um, seller, they're going to charge you 4% on an, like a Forex bank. You'll get nothing. Like, I, don't, I don't get any charges for wires or ACHs. I just pay a slightly over the, you know, what, whatever the exchange rate is, slightly over that. And I've saved thousands of dollars just by doing that. There's so many things you can do to cut back or, or save um, money. People don't realize it. You know, starting right from sourcing all the way through to like from A to Z. And you probably can see we have, we've, we've got one uh, person that we work with that we've saved them over 60% of their cost of goods. Just, you know, 60%. What does that do for your cash flow? And it was stupid things, you know, just that, hey, you have to look outside the box. And that's what it is. Right now, this time is allowing all these Amazon sellers to look outside the box. So that's a long-winded way of saying, yeah, do something. <laughs> well, you you're started e-commerce, right, in 1995, right? So yeah. I started in 20, 2003. So it was, it's, uh, it's a while back out there, I guess. So we're kind of the old old school style where we need the warehousing and stuff that we're pretty um, pro, uh, we're knowledgeable in that area, you know, for building a warehouse and everything. But I agree with the warehouse, you have more control than than, than having everything uh, with 3PLs or with Amazon directly to save money. There's a lot of things that you can save money. I said it before, you know, the shipping costs, you can actually negotiate really good with, you know, the like DHL Global Mail, UPS MI, Smart Post. Those are those, those, are those third parties that uh, you can actually negotiate really below USPS rates by a lot. I'm talking about 30, 40, even 50% off. So, um also, like what you're saying about the um, cash flow, if you know, if you can negotiate really well with the factories, you know, you're talking about your ROI is going to go up the roof. You know, then you can actually grow faster. You're be productive. You know, the the amount of time you do something, you'll get like more return, and you'll grow bigger and faster. And also, you can sell if you want to ex- exit. It's a great. It's easier to uh, scale scale your exit plan. So yeah. 
So, I mean, yeah. you know, it's one of the things that we tell people, like we tell the, uh, when we're negotiating, one of the reasons why we want to do this, like they're saying, why would we do that? Well, they want a reason, right? So we just go back and say, look, it's tough. You know what's going on right now. We're trying to promote your company. We need to take those marketing dollars that would have been to promote, you know, the, to promote your product. We've got to double that or triple it. And if we don't, we don't have the cash flow by you helping us out and, and look, we'll either pay nothing over there or, you know, 30%. This will allow us to take that cash and put it into marketing, which is going to drive up the sales to buy more product from you. And a lot of the times, as long as you mention that, that works. Understand. Yeah. So I, last question here, like in 2020, what kind of opportunities do you see? Oh, it's tons. And I always look at trends. <coughs> Excuse me. I always look at trends, but there, there's so many opportunities in e-com and e-com services that I, I got my kids, my kids, you know, they went to university for something completely different during this crisis. Now they're back working with me because e-com is where it's at. We've seen increased sales all over the map, no matter what you're in, except for travel or, you know, a couple of the direct hits that um, we're taking with, with COVID, but everything's moving. You know, if you're taking a look, like for us, we're looking, okay, what's happening in the baby category? That's going to boom. You know, it's going to boom. I'm not going to get into baby clothing, but what can I do that might be able to sell in that category? I'm trying to streamline things while this is going on. The opportunity right now, I, I hate people that say Amazon saturated or, you know, it, it's the big bad, you know, it's, it's don't want to get involved with Amazon. Well, if you don't get involved with Amazon, you're crazy because it, it's got the largest captivated audience there is for buying. It's the largest search engine out there, but where the opportunities lie right now are in other um, areas. eBay has got an incredible platform. I've got three products that are selling over $150,000 a month on eBay. People say you can't do it. eBay has got a great spot. You've got other areas like the Walmarts, your own. We have a, we have a, a product that we're selling in the pet industry. doesn't even touch Amazon. And it, it, it's, a, it's a very good seller. Never touched it. It's it, over 19 months. It got into eight figures. Hasn't touched Amazon. So being off Amazon uh, is fine. You can survive. You can, you can get out there. The key is whatever you're doing in 2020, Liz, you're a big SEO person, right? I used it's to be. Yeah, definitely. Content, content, build up content, get people to come to your website, have a good looking website and then drive those people over to Amazon. So there's so many opportunities right now on Amazon. You just have to make sure that the, the, the cash flow is there. But I can't see, I mean, this is one of the bigger opportunities in the world right now. It's international. You can sell. You can source direct. If you're worried about going over to China, there's so many manufacturers opening right now back in the U.S. You can source great manufacturing, even packaging. The opportunity, like a lot of times we used to go overseas and you'd have to buy huge, uh, like large amounts of packaging. If you didn't, you'd, you'd pay through the nose. There's incredible digital packages right now in the U.S. that are very competitive with China. So let's say you're doing your kitting and assembly at a warehouse in the U.S. You don't have to bring in 
the, the, the product from China. You can, like rigid packaging, and it costs a ton to bring in. Now you can do it in the States. That's an opportunity. So there's, there's just a lot of different opportunities in almost every niche that you just have to sit down, do your competitive analysis, make sure that the, the price point is half decent. You know, if you're selling a $10 bar of soap like me, idiot, you're not, you have to sell a lot of soap. But if you're selling something for $50, um, you know, you're going to make some profit. Now, the other thing is there's more people coming online every single day than any time in history. We've never experienced this ever. I mean, it's, it's, it's a boom. There's going to be more. Like when the crash happened in, in the 20s, I w- I'm not that old, but when the crash happened in the 20s, more millionaires were made during that time than any other period. And then you take a look right now, there's a lot of opportunity for people to become millionaires. And Amazon is a gateway. I mean, I love it. I'm not going to guarantee anybody being a a millionaire. But if you work hard, you get knowledge, you go to events like yours and gain this kind of knowledge and the network, then you can expand. And if you don't, then the opportunity will be there, but it won't be an incredible opportunity. Yeah, that's interesting. What you're saying, I want to since what do you do you have any last words before we um, call it call it a day? You know what? I, I got a, a like a little quick story, and if it's okay, I'll tell it because it's right behind me. Uh, I don't know if you can see that ship. Okay, so that, that, I got this ship back there. It's a tall ship. Opportunities are around every corner. So I was in Vietnam. I was looking for furniture to buy, to bring into retail into Canada. And then while I was going, the the guy that was uh, taking us through the factory said, oh, you know, you want to come into the back? I walked into the back and there was a ton of people making tall ships. So these these are one of the ships over here. And they were about, I don't know, three feet long. They had other sizes. And so the Miami boat show was coming up in a little while. So I I bought a container and I bought a container of boats. I brought them to Miami boat show. First two days, nothing happened. Um, the, on the second day, at the end of the day, this lady came over and says, what's wrong with your boats? And I said, what, what do you mean? She goes, well, your boats look nicer, but they're way, like they were very inexpensive. They were $750 compared to the other guy selling, which was about 3500 So I whipped over and it was a Chinese seller that had these really crappy, horrible ships, you know, tall ships. So I went to, whipped over to Kinko's at the time Change the pricing, put this ship from 750 up to 200, uh, 2,500 bucks, and the product sold out. We had seven ships left from the container. And we did it three more times before people caught on and they started doing the same thing. So the reason I'm saying this, that was my best, by the way, my, those ships cost me 85 bucks landed. And we were selling them at 2,500. So it was a great profit. But the other thing is, it comes back to my point at the beginning about perceived value. If the perception's there, people will buy it. And it, matter of fact, if it's too low, like $750, people will question it and they won't even look at your product. But because I priced it properly in between, those sold out. So that's what I thought. And I, I guess, you know, on a podcast, it's hard. They're tall ships. They're beautiful. They're wooden, very detailed. But anyways, that was my my story of there's an opportunity. And if you can take that opportunity and couple that with perceived value, you know, they're around every corner. 
Yeah, it's a pretty cool story, Norm. I actually just recently saw a movie. It's an animated movie that talks about those tall. It's, like, it's one of the centerpieces of the actual animated movie. And it's really good. It's about a detective and his cute little white fluffy dog. But <laughs> anyways, that's totally off topic. But I will say this, the Miami Boat Show is in my backyard. So it's just literally down the road for me. But I think that's a great story that shows how when you create this perceived value, you can literally sell anything for any price like one of my products that does extremely well is twice as high as all the rest of the competition and every year like clockwork a million dollars from this one product that sells like hotcakes no matter what page i'm on so i'm excited to start the posting on that because i don't even think i'm on page one for my main keyword but because of the fact that i'm the highest priced product in the whole niche in general it just sells like crazy so i took a lot of notes while you were talking i'm super excited to hear you speak at the event, and I wanted to give everybody the details on how they can virtually attend, like I said, live in the comfort of your own home, in your pajamas, wear whatever you want, wear your undies, like how we said he might do, get crazy, go crazy. There's actually a best-selling book right now on Amazon called Veggies in Their Underwear, so it can almost be like an event in your underwear. So to find out more information, you can just go directly to the actual order form. We already have it up. It's a9mastermind.com forward slash secure dash PPE or for the lazy Amazon sellers like myself, a nine mastermind.com forward slash PPE. Either way will get you there. It just might take an extra step. And if you're like me right now, the way we are in the pandemic, if I walk a whole 10 feet, I'm, I'm breathing heavier than Darth Vader when he tells Luke he's his father. So we don't want to have to do that. We want you to stay in shape. If, even if it's in your underwear, do whatever it takes to get to that event on June 29th and 30th, where I will be joined. I'm lucky enough to be the MC. I've attended over six of these, and I will tell you this much. It has added a lot of money to my bottom line, and I get to listen to these 15 gentlemen that will be speaking there alongside with the professor himself that will all be dropping not only knowledge, strategy, but also will be there to answer your questions and comments. And you'll be able to see them just like I'm seeing you right now live and online, again, in the comfort of your own home. So you don't have to have lunch with us. You don't have to do any of that uncomfortable stuff. In fact, the last time when we were in Mexico, a girl just walked by us. It was like 10 of us sitting at a table and she walked by us and she said, are you guys Amazon sellers? And I was like, wow, thinking in my mind, do we really stick out that much? And I turned around and told her, no, we're here for the fitness model convention. Couldn't you tell? And obviously I couldn't hold it in. I began to laugh hysterically and she knew I was pretty much like called out. I'm an Amazon seller. And so we will get to spend some memorable time just like that on the live and virtual event. Howie, again, any last words from you? I think I've said a mouthful there, but that just goes to show how excited I am to hear Norman Ferrari's, or Ferrar, I know I'm just kidding with you, Norm, but I love that. Norman Ferrar's presentation, as long as the other 14. How about you, Howie? Well, I just want to say, uh, Norm, yeah, I really, you're, you're uh, not saying you're old or anything, but, you know, you're old. <laughs> but we have a lot of things to learn from you. Let's see what you have to offer. Hey, I Howie, can't you wait. said you were an e-com too from like 1990-something. So, Howie, it takes one to know one. You see, talk about the pot calling the kettle black here, Howie. I'm still 18. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure your wife would disagree with that, your wife of 20-some years. So we'll save that for the actual event. However, Howie, any last words before we say goodbye here? I'm a man of a few words, so I would say no. I think I said enough today. Awesome. Amazing. And again, Norm, thank you so much for joining us. 
And anybody needs to find out more information, remember it's a9mastermind.com forward slash PPE for the lazy Amazon sellers or a9mastermind.com forward slash secure dash PPC for the ones that just want to take a shortcut. And that's what you'll be getting when you attend this event. So I look forward to seeing you all. And I look forward to the fun that we will have with my virtual vodka shot. So see you guys soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Welcome to the Professor's Podcast, where we discuss the best strategies to massively improve the reach and bottom line of your business in the current virtual and economic landscape. Your host, Howard Tai, generates over $5 billion for his clients annually using innovative tactics both on and off Amazon.